0: Chapter 2. A Love Story Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Ecclesiastes, Chapter 4, Verses 9 and 10 to tell you about my beautiful girl, I must take you back to when I met the man I fell in love with and who would become her father. John Green and I met at the University of Arizona in 1990, and while it may not have been love at first sight, it was the beginning of something deeper and truer. I was born on October 1, 1965, in the Bronx. My father, a New Yorker named Richard Segalini was a financial planner, my mother, Yolanda Lopez, a Pan Am flight attendant from South Texas. My father had a successful career and traveled often, and they had met on an international flight. My father's success afforded us a good life. After my younger brother Paul was born, we moved from New York City to a beautiful house in Scarsdale in Westchester County, New York. My dad commuted to work every day, and my mother stopped flying and devoted time to the Manhattan chapter of Pan Am's charity. She was also active in the PTA at our school after my youngest brother, Greg, was born. Life was fun and exciting, and we had lots of room to run and play. We traveled a lot, but we rarely missed a Sunday dinner at my father's parents' house. Sundays were quintessentially Italian, filled with family, love, laughter, and, of course, tons of food. My father's work required more and more international travel, and the time away took a toll on my parents' marriage. When I was about ten, my mother's doctor recommended a drier climate for her allergies. We moved across the country to Tucson, closer to my grandmother Faustina, with whom I was very close. My Aunt Elida and Uncle Red Hildreth lived not far away, too, and became like a second set of parents to me and my brothers. Dad took a job in Zurich. He visited when he could for the next three or four years, but that simply didn't work. Mom was doing all the parenting and finally decided to make the split official when I was about 14. I was heartbroken because I had been close to my father until we moved away. Yet I felt bad for my mother because she had tried everything to make it work. Divorce was not as common in the late 70s as it is now, and she didn't get the kind of support that a single mother might get today. My mother did an amazing job making a life for me and my brothers. She was happier, and that made us happier. She worked part-time as a teacher in a private school, but her priority was to spend time with us. While we had clearly downsized from the lifestyle we had enjoyed in Scarsdale, we kids hardly noticed. We were close, and life was good again. My mother had an inner strength. She fought for what she cared about. Beautiful and poised, she had given up a lifestyle in New York to be happy, and to make us happy. She showed us that to live where there is no love is not strength, but weakness, She was amazing and loved me dearly, teaching me so much. I enrolled at the University of Arizona in the fall of 1983 to study business. My hope was to become a financial planner like my dad, but it seemed everyone else in the family thought I should become a nurse. Maybe it was because I tended to be a nurturer, being the eldest daughter in a broken home. Though I often took care of my aging grandmother and looked after my brothers, I didn't see nursing in my future, at least back then. While I wasn't much of a baseball fan, I had friends on the baseball team who were friends with John. He had been a pitcher at the University of Arizona and was now playing minor league ball in the Chicago Cubs organization. During the off-season, he would come back to finish his engineering degree one semester at a time.